today it's uh the january 1st january 1st january 9 2024 my name is jaron jackson i do love america for me it's always about the gospel of jesus christ his death his burial his resurrection believe and obey the gospel amen proverbs chapter 9 verse 1 through 6 wisdom hath builded her house she hath hewn out several pillars she hath killed her beasts she hath mingled her wine she hath furnished her table she hath sent forth her maidens she crieth Upon the highest places of the city, whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. As for him that wanteth understanding, she saith to him, Come, eat of my bread, and drink of the wine, which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish, and live, and go in the way of understanding. I want to ask the question, I want to answer the question, I should say, why people lose. Uh, I had a lot of different things I wanted to cover today, but I figured that I would just get to the basics, because I, I, I'm always in search of how to explain fundamental things. Just on the phone, and the reason why I'm late today is because I was called 10 minutes before the stream by someone who uh, I'm helping uh, with their kids. Um, and you know, I, that's that, that takes the priority as far as I'm concerned. And so um, in that conversation, so I just got done speaking for the last hour on the phone, but in that conversation I realized, or the, the father, the father was saying, if there's just a way that you could make this simple so everyone could understand. And my response is what I want to talk about. And that is, it is simple. It's just that people are deceived. And this is going to, it's going to come off the wrong way. It's going to come off as people don't want to hear it. I'm speaking about the law, but it applies for anything else. You just heard the Bible when Jesus, or excuse me, when God is telling us to get wisdom. Verse 6, Proverbs 9, verse 6. Forsake the foolish. Leave them. Leave them. Forsake the foolish. The foolish ideas, the foolish ways of thinking, the foolish bias, paradigm, preference, perspective. Leave it. Flee it. And live. Go in the way of understanding. Go in the way how you think, how you how you do things, how you speak, who you involve yourself with. I want people to look to Christ. I want people to read the Bible. This last year, starting in 2023, I started learning the fundamental law. My friend, mentor in the law and brother in Christ, Dave Jose, uh, is my teacher. You can find him on tele uh, Telegram and Twitter. But today what I want to speak about is, is why people lose. And I think, to, to offer an overly simplistic explanation, why people lose is because they don't realize they're in a fight. I don't know if you guys are video game people, but there was a video game back in the day called Street Fighter. And you, before the fight, got to choose who you were. You got to choose your avatar. You had Scorpion that had a thing come out of his hand and grab the other guy and say, get over here and bring him and they could do stuff. And uh, you had Raiden with like the lightning and uh, Sub-Zero with the ice and you know, the, Son you know, the Son Sonya Blade. You got to choose who fought for you. And because you got to choose who fought for you, there were different skills, there were different abilities, but there was a fight. Don't miss the fact that Street Fighter was predicated on the fact that there was a fight. 
And you would get to choose your person. Player two would get to choose their person. And they would have different skills and abilities and they would go up against each other. I believe people lose because they don't know that they are in a fight. Of course, we could go into the decision of how you choose who stands for you. And that's where we're going to get today. But to get there, there is a clip that I want to show. It's from the movie Troy. Early 2000s movie, Brad Pitt plays the part of Achilles. And at the very beginning of the movie, to show and to introduce us to the character of Achilles and how he's able to fight and do stuff, there's a clip that I want to play. And we'll stop it as we explain. But the backdrop is that you are in a fight. This is a war. The Bible calls this, uh, though we wait, though we walk in the flesh, we don't wage war according to the flesh. So we are absolutely in a war. But this war is, is waged either according to the flesh or not according to the flesh. The Bible says to do it the wise way. Do it the way that the Bible says. Use God's wisdom. But that doesn't make sense to a lot of people because they've got programs and beliefs and psychology and preferences built up. So I will do my best today, Lord willing, to try to point out the fact that if you've got bad thinking in your brain, get it out of the way so that you can fight well. This will be applied to the context of the fundamental law because that's where my focus is. I just got done speaking about it for the last hour. And the, the just on that, I'm explaining... That children are a liberty interest to their parents. So if the government takes your kids, but the government didn't follow constitutional due process, your liberty was violated. And whenever I told this to the father, I said, that is simple. It's simple. We just don't know. We're deceived and we choose the wrong fighters. We choose the wrong fighters to fight on our behalf. We're deceived because what is actually true, we don't know it and we don't believe it. And we don't know these things because it hasn't been taught. So I want to use a clip from Achilles to play uh, that part. At first, I'd like to direct your attention to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. This is how I continue to do what I do. Uh, how I continue to be on phone calls with parents. We got five kids back from Illinois uh, last week. Um, I, I get to do that you know, for free. I get to spend my time there. I get to learn and I get to help these people based on the people that are on, that are already taking their money from globalism and big box stores and switching it over to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. So you help out American manufacturing. You get quality products delivered right to your door. You help, uh, you know, take dollars away from the globalists and you help me do what I do to keep this free, the content going, the learning and the service to other people so that they don't have to pay for it. Like this is helping people and I try to find options where you benefit even though you're helping bless me. There's other uh, solutions. There's other uh, links in the description below. But the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren is a blessing to me and my family. I'd ask that you go ahead and do that. It's a good blessing. I want to play this clip from Achilles. But before I do that, or excuse me, from Troy. Before I do that, I want to make myself in the corner so that I can do that. And now what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I didn't I didn't set it up. So this the this is the very first of the movie uh, Troy. And that guy right there is a king and he just said Boagrius because these armies are fighting each other. So the fight is going to happen. And now as was done in ritualistic ancient combat 
the best from each army would be chosen to fight each other, and whoever won that one-on-one -on -one battle would be determined the victor so that everybody else doesn't have to go fight. This was done for a lot of reasons. Uh, it was done for the fact that you're not losing your soldiers because a lot of soldiers were actually farmers, so they were servants and peasants of the kings, and so the servants and peasants, uh, so the kings didn't want to lose their servants and peasants, so they would elect the champion to go fight so that they didn't have to go kill everybody and lose everything, so they could preserve themselves. So it was kind of like an insurance policy. But uh, this was done, this is a David and Goliath situation, 1 Samuel 17, uh, this type of situation. But the idea is that the fight is happening, the champions are elected. So the kings are choosing who they want to fight on their behalf. And whoever wins that fight determines the outcome of the, of the battle, okay? So this guy is calling his guy, which is Boagrius. This king is calling on his champion named Boagrius. And he just said Boagrius. So that is the context. Go ahead. So think about whenever you have a controversy in the law or the government comes against you. The government has chosen their champion their attorney, their agency, their whatever. They've, they've come against you. They've got their Boagrius. And everyone's yelling, yeah, yeah, we're going to go get these guys. We're going to go run unlawful game against the people. All right. So they, you see their champion. It's like, okay, that's, that's your champion. All right, go ahead. So now it's up to you to choose your champion. And where I'm going with this, as I'm going that you shouldn't choose a champion. You should be the boss. You should be the king and fight for yourself. But that's where we're going. But this guy, he calls Achilles. Because Achilles is his champion. So he's calling out his champion. And he's not there. So watch this. Boagrius has this effect on many heroes. Careful who you insult, old king. Hey, king. Achilles is not with the army. Where is he? I sent a boy to look for him. Yeah, so Achilles wasn't with the army. Fast forward, uh, Achilles is found. They bring him back. But he looks for the fighter. He looks for his champion, and his champion isn't there. There's no backup. Right? This is uh, what I think of uh, very similar to J6ers. Right now, J6ers are all being unlawfully prosecuted by the government because statutes derogate the common law. A statute presumes guilt. How can you have guilt presumed against you when your constitutional due process of law requires that you have to have notice, you have to be heard, and judgment is rendered after a trial by jury? So how can you be charged by a statute that presumes guilt? I just gave you a million dollars. But if you look for your champion... Where's, where's my attorney to come support me? Where's my attorney to come defend me? Who's going to argue on my behalf? And they're not there. You have to do it on your own. But in this case, we're going we're gonna to use Achilles as a metaphor. Achilles shows up and, and, you know, the fight ensues. Here we go.
So now the two champions are there. They see each other. They're squaring off. Perhaps we should have our war tomorrow when you're better rested. I should have you whipped for your impudence. Now, King Agamemnon, that's the guy that just spoke. Looks like he's got like an upside down trash barrel on him. Uh, he's like, I should have you whipped for your impudence. You see how the king has to play and keep the peasants at bay. Because if the peasants realize, wait, we don't have to fight for this guy. Then the king would have to fight for himself. So the king is going to build up architecture. So he's got people fighting on his behalf. Listen to what Achilles says. Perhaps you should fight him. Achilles. Perhaps you should fight him. Amen. Amen. Keep going. Achilles. Look at the men's faces. You can save hundreds of them. You can end this war with a swing of your sword. Think how many songs they'll sing in your honor. Let them go home to their wives. Now there's some over-dramatization. Drama? There's some sensationalization in the sense that if you are fighting in your life, there could be someone who never knows, right? How many people of God's people will be in heaven that you'll never know about? I mean, if you follow Christ, the world's not going to like you. The world's not going to, uh, you know, the world's going to come after you. And if you follow Christ, how many people follow him faithfully who are in his church and they don't, no one ever knows who they are. So be faithful, be obedient, and fight where you are. So it's not about people singing songs for you. That's a that's a love of the world. That's a pride of life. But it is about, are you capable of fighting for yourself? Are you capable of fighting? That's what we're going to answer today. Imagine a king who fights his own battles. Wouldn't that be a sight? Yeah. In America, and this is, I guess, the teaching point, the first teaching point. In America, we have a law system where you have to fight for yourself. It's that, uh, what's that song? You got to fight for your right to party. You got to fight, boom, boom, for your right to party. Yeah. You have to fight for your rights. And when we are in the law, when things are coming against us, when we turn to attorneys... We are choosing our champions. Now, what happens if the champions we choose suck at fighting or fight to for them to win and not for us? What happens whenever Achilles goes and meets the other guy and they collude with themselves to make sure that it doesn't matter which one of them actually wins, but they both get paid. They both have the stories sung about them. They both get the women. They both get all the treasure. What would happen if that were the case? You turn to see your champion and you call your champion and your champion colludes with the other champion to where the champions win, but the armies lose and the kings lose. But he says, what would it look like if kings fought their own battle? In America, all political power is inherent in the people. You fight for yourself. When you do not stand on your rights, you do not fight for yourself. When you hire an attorney, it means to turn over. You're giving yourself over to somebody else. When you give yourself over to somebody else, you're now relying on them fighting for you. You're not relying on you fighting for you. I hope this makes sense. Of all the warlords loved by the gods, 
I hate him the most. We need him, my king. For now. We need him, my king. For now. Oh look, the government's causing big waves. They're causing big headlines. We're going after J6ers. We're going after people with guns. We're going after people in their property. We're, you know, prosecuting people who do memes. We're we're causing a stir, raising a ruckus because we've got the media on our side. We're raising things up. Don't get distracted. Fight your battle. They throw their barbs. Use your shield. Private membership associations. Dodge. It don't stick to me. Not jurisdiction. They uh, they draw their sword. They draw their you you close the distance. Notice how Achilles is running to him, and they're just lobbing their barbs. We want to get closer. We want to bring them in. We have our rights. We have the law. We are the expert fighters, and we are more nimble. While they are raising up their sword to strike, we are already coming at them. Look at this. He just comes straight to the side. And for those of you guys who don't want to see the violence, he sticks it in his little his, his, uh, trap. But, you know, here's your warning. Three, two, one, violence. Look at that. Simple. Simple. Notice. Affidavit. I stand on my rights. I challenge the jurisdiction. Show me in the law where you have the ability to do this. It's just a simple stroke. And you've completely sidestepped. You completely jump out to the, to the side. And they fall down dead. And when they fall down dead, what do you do? And I, again, I'll, I'll put the disclaimer, the disclaimer. I'm not advocating physical violence. If you say that, you're uh, actually mis uh, you're you're torting my words, and that's wrong. So I'll hold you accountable. You agree, uh, amen. But you do this, you bypass their defenses, you defeat them because you're using the fundamental law and not the stupid, flashy. Look, everybody, look where you know we got the headlines doing the perp walk and all that stuff. You're you're using what's very specific, very basic, and you go after them. And then uh, they fall down because they, there's no defense. There's literally no defense to a well-placed strike that says, I do this by right. Show me where you have the authority to do this. And they don't. And then, once you learn the law and you fight your own fights, you go up to the army and you say this. Yeah. <laughs> the government is your servant. Trustees are sworn to serve you. When you know the law, when you know your rights, you come to them and you say, where are you guys at? Is there no one else? Who's going on? People lose because they choose the wrong fighter. 
They run away from the fight. They choose the wrong champion. And they don't swing the sword the way that they're supposed to. They've got bad knowledge, which is they're over here trying to throw the spears and, and do the thing. Instead of just jump up and go, close the distance. Get right at them. Go right at them. Run right at them. You don't dodge. You don't try to dodge. You don't try to get away from them. You go right at them in the law. Right at them. I hope this makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to give the visualization because there are people. I just got off the phone with the guy. His kid was taken, and he's trying to say, if this were more simple, if you could just explain it more simply. I said, it is simple. It's just that you're deceived, and you don't believe it, and because you're deceived and you don't believe it, it's hard. I'm, I'm bringing a different paradigm, and I believe what's underneath that is that people lose because they don't know that they're in a fight. They don't know that they are in a war. They don't know that powers and principalities are arrayed against them and coming against them. And it's because they have in their heads that they're in peace. When the war comes, they don't know that they were supposed to have been fighting. Which means that whenever this stuff comes, they're going to turn to a champion and ask the champion, please come save me. But if the champion ain't there, you're out of luck. And if the champion walks up and you say, I should have you whipped for your impudence. You can just turn around and walk away. And now you're without your champion. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give a visualization. I'm trying to help visualize the simplicity of when you know your rights, when you stand on the law, when these people or anybody, your boss, uh, businesses, uh, other people that are going against you, when someone comes against you, you stand on your rights because that's how you fight. That is, those are your weapons. The, your rights are property. My life is my life. My liberty is my liberty. So if the Constitution says you have a right to life, say, the Constitution says I have the right to life. Show me where you get to come against this. The Constitution says I have the right to property. Show me where you get to come against this. And if they can't show, they lose, like freaking Boagrius. If the government doesn't have a warrant, if they don't have the, the grant of power to come against your rights, they get necked. They get stabbed in the neck and they fall down on their face because they don't, they don't have any power. You completely go by them and with the law. And the, 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 the difficulty is that we don't go right at them. We get gaslit by the, um, by the, the roaring army, the media, all repeating the same statements, the, the public indoctrination, the public schools, the narratives, the belief, the, the fear, the uncertainty. All of that is the opposing army going, yeah, yeah. And as they're roaring and, and cheering against us, who's going to have the courage to run right at them? Only those who actually know what they're doing. <laughs> Only those who know what the truth is. The truth is that fight was over before it ever began. Because Boagrius is puffed up thinking that he is the champion. When the truth is, no, you're not the champion. You're just bigger and you think you're stronger than everybody. And then once you, you go up to the rest of them, you're like, who else wants some? 
Is there no one else? Who else wants it? Because if you know your fundamentals, you're not moving off of that. Don't move off of that. This this couple called me and they said, um, we're here with this retired judge. This was yesterday. We're here with this retired judge. And, uh, you know, he starts talking. And uh, I said, sir, you're a retired judge. Where does any court... Where does any court have the granted power to have rules or processes that go against secured rights? Where, where does any court get to have rules that go against my rights? Well, it's kind of just the way that it happened. It's just, this, is, this is how the system works. I was like, sir, is the system law or is my rights the law? The defense of my rights the law? And it's a you know, blubbering idiot because he doesn't know the law. He doesn't know the fundamentals. So I just, I just boagrius him. I just Achilles'd him. Now, there will be people that will say, well, Achilles had his Achilles heel and he got shot with an arrow by Paris in the ankle. Amen. Don't be prideful. But going up to people who are not going to stand on the truth is not you being prideful. It's you saying, get away from me. This is mine. It's the warrior mindset. It's, I am in a fight. This is my foxhole. This is my land. This is my family. This is my nation. This is the law. You are in a war. You are in a fight. You are fighting all the time. And the Bible says, though we walk in the flesh, we don't wage war according to the flesh. So you're not puffed up thinking that you're smarter or better than anybody. You're secured to the foundation, which is that if you are a man or woman walking on land, you have the common rights according to the law of the land, which means due process, which is just as simple as saying, if someone is, if you are an image bearer of God, you have the same rights every other image bearer of God has because you're walking on the land and God made you for that. It is common. It's a common right that God has made you in his image. And because God made you in his image, you can't take from others what God gave them, and they can't take from you what God gave you. That's the law of the land. That's due process. I'm giving you due, what is due to you, the process. What is the process of going against somebody with something that God gave them? You gotta tell them you're doing it. Notice, you have to hear them. They ha- they get their opportunity to say, "Well, no, that's not what I was doing. I did not just gut that guy like a fish. I defended my family, and he got you know he got killed." Oh, okay. So you didn't murder him. You were defending your family. Yes, I have the right to self-defense. Why? Because God gave me my family. Where do you think those kids came from? And in the common law, my wife is considered me. We're one. Because God says we're one. This is why marriage is important. This is why your family is uh, is protected by you. And you don't have to ask for permission. You don't have to register something with the government to say, I'm going to defend my family with this. No, you defend them with Punjab sticks and machetes and freaking nukes. And you defend your family with whatever you have the means to acquire. Because it's your family. And these are your rights, but people don't stand on them. And they don't stand on them because they would much rather go and choose. They would much rather go and, uh, and, and choose a champion. 
They would much rather go and choose a big fancy law firm. They would much rather go and choose somebody they went to Harvard or somebody was smart or articulate. They don't want to stand on their rights. And because they don't stand on their rights, they don't fight. And because they don't fight, they lose. And they get crushed. Let's finish this out. Who are you, soldier? Achilles. Son of Peleus. Achilles. I'll remember the name. The ruler of Thessaly carries this scepter. Give it to your king. He's not my king. Yeah, amen. The whole point that I wanted to make today was the fact that you are in a fight. I've been, you know, more discussing about the fundamental law and government and all this stuff. And I've I've talked to several. Uh, I'm teaching several legislators around the, a couple different states, and I'm speaking to you know families all over the place uh, who have had their rights violated. I'm I'm not a lawyer. I'm someone. Well, I, I guess from the from the definition of lawyer, one who is learned in the law. I am because I know the law. But my frustration is the oppression continues until you realize that you are to fight. And, and, and we have a fighting system. We have a system where you have to use your rights and fight for them. If someone has uh, taken something from you, you get to say, because that's mine, I'm going to take that idea, that property, that right, and I'm going to shove that in your face. And I'm gonna say the constitution secures this, show me where you can do to me what you did. And this is why you study your state constitutions. This is why you study the maxims. This is why you get to the foundation. And I, I hope this makes sense. Hopefully for somebody it, it, it clicks. But it's like people are like, well, this is really hard and I don't understand it. You, it's not that you don't understand it. It's that one, the knowledge has been hidden. Luke eleven fifty two. woe unto you lawyers for you have hidden the key of knowledge. So it's been hidden from you. Two, it's not complex, it's simple. You have train, training in your brain that smart people and experts know a bunch of stuff and that things are complex. You elevating complexity distracts you from simplicity. When the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 9, um, verse uh, 4, Whoso is simple, let him turn in hither. Come into the house of wisdom if you are simple, not complex. Don't be all about your head and, and academics and big fancy words and doctrines and, and acronyms and acrostics and all this stuff. Simple. I have the right to life. Where do you have the power to take my life? Well, but the statute... No, no, no. My right is outside of your government power. Where do you get the power to come against me? That's you fight. That's what fighting is. Fighting is they will do something. The government will take a swing. The government will chop. The government will sue. The government will send you a letter. The, an agency will say something. A government official will say something. The cops will show up. The government will throw its first punch. The government will presume to be doing something lawfully. When it does that presumption, if you accept what they're doing is right, the hit will land.
the strike will land. The bullet will hit its mark. They will lop your head off. They, they will hit you. It will land. When they come at you, if you're just like, oh no, they're coming at me, and you go for your champion, you've just lost. What you do is if you see the government rearing out, you strike first. When they say, we're going to send you a letter about something that's important to us, that's a big fat haymaker. And they're, they're sluggishly moving through the system. And then you just say, hey, I got the right. Show me where I don't. If you don't respond, you agree. That's a real thing. That is a real valid thing. This is why you learned the law. I, 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 I hope that makes sense. I don't want to just you know keep going just to keep go. To keep going, to keep go. But this, this is the simplicity that's just been hidden. It's been hidden because think about how much power you have if you know this. If you know this and you do it, first of all, you've got the courage to stand on the truth. Which is what Christ wants. Which is what God wants. If you know the truth, the truth shall make you free. And you don't have to run and fight Satan. I had somebody today send me a, a thing that was about the Nephilim. You know, a video about the Nephilim. I was like, why do you watch that stuff? Well, it talks about the end of days. Okay. If, if, if all I have to say is end of days and you go, oh, end of days. I just got you, bro. I just hit you psychologically to get you all scared because you don't know the future. And just this little phrase, end of days. As in the days of Noah, the end of days. Oh, man, the end of days. Noah, everything's going to come to crashing down. Does Jesus have you where he wants you? Yes. <laughs> so if Jesus has you where he wants you, what you going to get all flustered when someone says end of days? Don't you understand that that's like a magic spell? End of days. Oh. It's like uh, the, the movie uh, Lion King. When the guy says, uh, I say, or the, the hyenas, they say, I say Mufasa and they shudders. Ooh, that gives, just gives me chill. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. And they, they get all... Work. It's a magic spell. It's a word. Well, Jeremy, you need to read the Bible. Yeah, amen. Read the Bible. Because Jesus says, go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching all nations to obey all the commands that he gave us. That's Christ's standing order. That's what he told us to do. And because he told us to do that, roger that, sir. That's what we do. That's your fight. That's the fight. It's ongoing. It's never ending. And when he calls you home, then you can rest. Then you can chill out. But if you're going about making disciples or baptizing people or teaching people to obey the, the, the commands and someone says, end of days, and you're like, oh, no, we better run for the hills and, and board up everything and be scared. It's like, that's, that's, a, that's a cheap parlor trick to get one of Christ's people out of the fight. I'm going to get you focused on the Nephilim. I'm going to get you focused on the attorneys. I'm going to get you focused on the government. I'm just going to spit some words and psychologically screw you up and break you because you don't know you're fighting. And it's because you don't know what the truth is. You don't stand on it. And it's ultimately because it's a fear issue. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is simple. It's not complex. The world will hear that and say, well, we don't agree with that because it's just too easy to understand. That's just too simple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is that simple. Well, then, but why, but why don't people know? Why don't people do it? Well, it's because they don't have wisdom. Because they're wrong. Because they're deceived. 
because they've been trained to think stupidly. And if they've been trained to think stupidly, who's been doing the training? Who has been benefiting off of making people stupid? And if people are stupid or dumb or don't have good knowledge, or whenever they hear the truth, they're like, does not compute, does not compute. Well, Jaren, I get that the I get that the state constitutions say people have all political power, but that's that's not really what happens. Well, but does it say it? Well, yeah, but no, 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 but, no, but, is that the law? Well, yeah, okay. Well, so what's not true about it? Well, it's just not what people do. Do people know it? Did you know it two minutes ago before I told you? Well, no. Okay, so if you didn't know it, but now you do know it, do you believe it? Well, I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, so you don't believe it. You're not willing to go run at Boagrius and him in the neck with your knife. You're not willing to stand on what's true. So you're afraid. What is it about this that, you, that you're afraid of? Well, but they could throw me in prison. Okay, so you don't want your liberty to be put into it. So you don't want to be in a jail. Okay, I, I, I understand that. But before they put you in jail, they take you to a, uh, this is a trial, right? Is there anything in the law that says what aspects of your trial has to be there before they can just throw you in jail? Well, Jaren, what if they just completely ignore everything and they just put us in jail? Are they doing that? Or do they go about some, some notion of law, some notion of code or process? See, what people don't understand is that they haven't, because they don't know the law, they don't say the law, and then whenever they learn the law, they don't want to say the law because they'll say that no one's saying the law is getting what's happening. So they'll look at what they think is bad and not do righteousness because they don't want to be on the receiving side of the bad, which is cowardice. And, you know, I, 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 that's why people lose. People lose because when, if they know the truth and when they know the truth, they don't stand on it. They would much rather choose their own champion. They would much rather just choose people to go fight on their behalf because they don't want to swing the sword. They don't want to be in battle. They don't want to do that stuff, which is shameful and wrong and actually harmful to me, my children, your children, your grandchildren, and the nation. Ultimately, people, the reason why I do what I do is for the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. The reason why that's so important is it gets you salvation from sin. The remission of your sin, the pushing away of your sin, the erasing it, the forgetting of it, the no punishment of your sin because Christ took the punishment for you. When Jesus came to earth, he lived a perfect sinless life. He took the cross because he loves you, because he was obeying God the Father. When he did this, God the Father poured his wrath out on Christ. Jesus physically died. He was physically put in the grave. This shows that sin was punished. When Jesus physically rose from the grave, that shows that Jesus has the power of life over death. It proves that Christ is king. It proves that Christ is God. It proves that Christ, what Christ taught is true. So now that because he's king, because he's God, and because we have the evidence of that, you either believe that or you don't. If you believe the gospel, you will obey and participate with the gospel. That means that you will believe what you're told from the Bible. You will hear the word of, words of God and say, that's God talking. Because from that, that will generate everything else. You will confess your sin because you don't want uh, that sin to be silent. You don't want what's done in the dark to be 
to to be you you want what's done in the dark to be drawn to the light you want christ to get the glory for conquering the sin in your life and now think about this if you're witnessing to somebody and you tell them hey um i used to have a porn addiction and christ conquered that that doesn't make you look good it makes you look weird but no one can argue with you on that because you are, presumably, you are the expert of your own porn addiction. And if you are saying that, you're telling people, Jesus conquered this. Which many men, more increasingly more women, struggle with that stuff. But you saying that gives Christ the glory to conquer that sin. Which can be transferred as hope to someone who's currently being bogged down and, and struggling with it. Cross apply for anything else. I lost my father to cancer early last year. I didn't lose him. I know where he's at. He's in heaven. But dad died from cancer February 1. That loss in my life gave me an opportunity to either hate God, curse God and die, or, or love him, support, uh, you know, and, and, and follow him and figure out what are you doing in this? I chose to love God and to not curse him and to say, I don't know what's going on, but you are good. And God in his faithfulness has raised me up and grown me spiritually. He is healing me, you know, emotionally from those, from that pain. And it, it doesn't take the take the pain away, but now he has purpose in that. And there's been multiple people who have messaged me to say that, Jaron, I appreciate what you've said about your father because I've lost my parents or I'm losing my dad or I'm, I'm going through the same loss too. And to God be the glory, he's able to use the pain in my life, not only to draw me closer to him, but as I get closer to him and conquer that pain and that hurt, I, by that change, by that sanctification, that improvement, I learn and live differently to the blessing of other people. So God gets the glory using me to help other people. God gets the glory to draw me to himself. And God gets the glory because he got one of his saints to his presence. Because the Bible says, uh, blessed is in the sight of the Lord is the death of one of the saints. So when God called dad home, God benefited. When God had Jaron draw to himself and be sanctified to, to, to understand how to deal with that loss and pursue a better relationship with God, God got glorified. And now anybody that benefits from what I do uh, to model that, they benefit and God gets the glory there. So God is getting glory, glory, glory. If you understand that, start apply that method, that idea to everything else. This is why we confess our sin. We confess our sin so that what we do in the dark is brought to the light. Christ gets the glory. He is the king. And other people know what we're dealing with. Other people know the stuff that's attacking us behind the scenes. And so if you've got an issue, you know, the, the loss in your family or you've got a, a job interview coming up or you've got the government coming after you, whatever is the issue, you're bringing that out into the light and you're giving it to God. You're declaring this is yours, God. And by doing that, it's no longer isolating you. It's no longer keeping you hostage. It's no longer torturing you in your head. You're bringing it out saying, God, you're king. This is yours. Deal with this however you want this to do. It will make you sober because once you, do, once you in your head and in your heart, you know that God is the king over this thing, that thing doesn't rule you anymore. And now it's just a part of your life. It's just something to be conquered.
which means it's not the king. The king is the king. That is not the king. So conquer that and put that under submission to him. You are going to be baptized in his name. You're going to be physically dunked into water. Now, why does that matter? Because he tells you to do it. He tells you to do it. If the Bible tells me to jump off a bridge, I'm going to jump off a bridge. The reason why that's important is because that's an operation of the Lord. Colossians chapter 2 verse 12. It's an idea that says, listen, you're going to obey what I do. Just like what he says, don't do all these things or do these commands. You do them. There will be a lot of people that fight. There will be a lot of people that contend. It's, it's when we go to the Bible, we let the Bible tell us what to do. We don't get overly smart. We certainly, certainly don't take people who didn't write the Bible 100 years ago or 500 years ago and take what they say and say, we're going to take their words and build doctrines off of that. No, we're going to read the Bible. When the Bible says, what do we have to do to for salvation? Repent of your sins and be baptized in his name. Amen. Roger that. Why, why does it have to get more complex? Why does it have to get complicated? See, introducing the complexity is this idea that says, well, I don't really understand that. I don't really think that's good. And ultimately, it comes down to the notion of who is God. If God tells you to do something and you do it and you believe him, amen. If instead you try to jump in there and kind of do like an exploded view and you're trying to figure out when is all this stuff, you're trying to get into an operation of the Lord so that you can understand God's invisible handiwork to understand what he's doing so that you can then tell other people, hey, this is the moment God does stuff. This is how God does things. This is how this works. When God just tells you to just do it. Does God do it? Yeah, God does it all. I don't do it. He does it all. Okay. Why is it more complicated than that? Because people have doctrines. They've got their own brands. They've got their own background and baggage that depends on their perspective of the exploded view being uh, being articulated. But what's the Bible say? The Bible is very simple. It's very plain. Here's what's up. It's written for the common man. When it's written for the common man, why make yourself an expert? Why, why portend, why think that experts have to tell me what to do? Anyway, believe the gospel, my friends. That's the way that you're going to be saved. Um, with that, I want to direct your attention again to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. It's the best way for you to help out what I do. If you want to say thank you, if you want to help me, my family, keep things what I do here going on, uh, that's how to do it. But it's also taking the money you're already spending, switching it over to an American manufacturing company, direct product purchase delivered right to your door. Better prices, better products, not loaded up with a bunch of you know fake hazardous industrial chemicals that are harmful to you. Supply chain is really tight, so that means they're fresh products, they're new products, they don't hurt you. American manufacturing, not globalist, godless commie manufacturing. Uh, and this Friday, uh, you can go to nowgotowar.com, register. We're going to have a Zoom call. My wife is going to be here, um, and we're going to be talking about this. That's nowgotowar.com. I appreciate your time, Lord willing. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, my name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit. Go to war.